This is Ron Oral, and you're listening to the Activist Investing Today podcast. I am extremely excited to be here today with John Coffey, the uh, uh, Adolfo A. Burrell Professor of Law and Director of the Center on Corporate Governance at Columbia Law School. He's an expert in corporations, securities regulation, white-collar crime, complex litigation, and everything involving the Securities Exchange Commission. And of course, he knows a lot about activist investing, our favorite subject. Welcome, Professor Coffey. Thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure to be here with you, Ron. Let's start with board diversity, something activists often contemplate when they launch campaigns. Last month, the Illinois House approved legislation requiring public corporations headquartered in the state to have at least one woman and one African-American on their board of the board of directors. If passed by the state, Illinois, which is very possible since Illinois has a um, Democrat governor, um, Illinois would join California, which so far is the only state that has approved a diversity requirement for boards of companies headquartered in their states. Other states are looking at this as well. However, there's a lot of complications. Many corporations are incorporated in stakes that are different from where they are headquartered, with 50% of publicly traded companies incorporated in Delaware. This raises a problem, and Professor Coffey, um, I believe uh, from our conversation before, you believe that there's a good chance uh, that litigation could uh, be launched in this case. Uh, can, you, can, can you explain that a little bit? Okay, well, I can explain the problem. I need to say at the outset, however, that I do support diversity on boards, as do an increasing number of institutional investors. But there is a, a hidden legal problem here that could sink this type of legislation because it applies very broadly based on only whether you have a headquarters in the state. That's how the California legislation reads. The problem is something called the Internal Affairs Doctrine. And that very well-established legal doctrine says that the law of the jurisdiction of incorporation dictates and establishes all the rules applicable to the relationships between shareholders, directors, and managers. And that would include what you have to have on the board, what the composition was. So it could well be that the California statute could, of course, apply to California chartered corporations, mm -hmm. but maybe not to corporations that were incorporated in Delaware, but have their headquarters in California. Now, there's a lot of those, right? There's definitely mm -hmm. a lot incorporated outside of California. Now, the one problem we should both focus on is that there is some question about who would sue and whether there's a high embarrassment cost in suing. Right. If you are a large company, do you really want to tell all your shareholders in all the world that you don't have the requisite number of women on the board as the California statute requires or the requisite one woman and one African-American as the Illinois legislation would require? Uh, my own guess is, now this is a prediction, that California itself is now well aware of this problem and will probably not seek initially to sue any company that is merely headquartered in California. They'd probably like to win the easy cases first by going after companies that are both chartered and headquartered in California. Uh, maybe at some later point, they'll go after a foreign corporation, but no one wants to take the hardest case first. So that's likely to restrain California, and embarrassment may restrain some companies. There is a possibility that what I'll call the ideological uh, organizations on the right uh, 
Cato and the like, may want to bring derivative actions. They could buy 10 shares of the company and sue in the name of the company to try to contest the California legislation. That's possible. It would require some degree of collusion between the company and such an investor, but that's possible that we would see that kind of effort as well. So there's a quite uncertain future facing this legislation. So it's interesting to, to see as more states required uh, to require required to pass laws putting in diverse boards how this will all play out. So we'll see how what happens next. It's going to be very popular legislation, uh, but it does involve this legal problem if you apply beyond the companies that are incorporated in your jurisdiction. Very interesting. I'd like to end on that. We uh, we at the deal did a uh, study using data from our relationship mapping service BoardX, uh, which is owned by the deal, and found that currently there are 23 of 186 Illinois headquartered, the keyword headquartered, publicly traded corporations uh, that had, don't have any women on their boards. Uh, and uh, and Navistar, for example, the truck and bus maker is one of them. There's some pretty large, some of them are pretty large companies. These directors plus many others that, you know, I anticipate have no African-American directors would need to find new directors by the deadline uh, that the, the Illinois statute uh, legislation sets. This is assuming it gets uh, approved by the, uh, uh, by Illinois. So anyways, interesting stuff. Uh, Professor Coffey, thank you for taking the time. 